organizing of our students, organizing students of both of Red Pride at North Division and Obama High Schools by improving the quality of life and learning at school and in the surrounding communities. Youth Rising Up are giving the appropriate tools to make change in a positive manner and collaborate with other youth groups and activists in the city of Milwaukee. Youth Rising Up works to make positive change in our community, addressing social justice issues for students, their families, and people of color face in the city of Milwaukee. Youth Rising Up is a leadership development, service learning, community service, and civic awareness youth group. Students give presentations, speak at schools and community events, lead and participate in social justice, art, field trips, and other activism. Rising Up and our Black Student Union. Daryl, do you want to introduce yourself for our listeners? Hi, I'm Daryl, a freshman from North Division High School, a student activist, a member of Youth Rising Up and our Black Student Union. Thank you so much. Um, now let's get on with the show. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome, ladies. We are so happy to have you here with us today. We have a few things we want to ask you about today and look forward to you sharing what your group does and how it all started we appreciate you taking the time to let us interview you so can you if you guys could please introduce yourselves and what your role is in the mothers against gun violence uh i'll take that uh my name is deborah gillespie i am the founder of mothers against gun violence but i want you to know that there are three organizations with you today oh oh wow is that so Yes, and I'll let the next person uh, introduce themselves. I will go next. My name is Jasmine Moore, and I am the founder of Johan Hope's Journey of Hope, Advocacy, and Nurturing. And I am connected with uh, Mothers Against Gun Violence. Thank you. And I am Colette Shumpert. I am the founder of Loved and Lost. Corporation, and I am connected also to Mothers Against Gun Violence. Wow, well, that sounds so amazing. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie; I didn't even know that there was all these organizations here with us. So, like, could you, could you guys share a little bit about why you all started these organizations? What made you want to get involved? Uh, Colette, you were last. You can go first. <laughs> sure. So, um, loved and lost was um, started in uh, 2019, uh, actually 2018. And it was started because my son was killed in um, December of 2012. And I found myself doing work within the community uh, with organizations and different people. And so I, I thought the work that I was doing needed to have an organization because I was doing quite a bit and needed to be in light of Michael dying and 
Um, of course, I met Mothers Against Gun Violence, Johan Hope, and many more organizations within the community. So um, I founded Johan Hopes in March of 2019 because of the experience that my son had in the schools after his father was uh, murdered in September of 2018. Our experience opened my eyes to the lack of resources and the kind of the lack of awareness about how trauma affects our children, their brain development, and how it affects them academically. I pretty much educated myself about what was what my son was dealing with and what he was going through. And when I was able to, you know, get things settled with us, I thought about the other families who um, don't know about trauma and how it affects them, who are who might be afraid to speak up at the schools. I, I come in offering an alternative perspective. I'm not necessarily there. I'm not there for the teachers or on behalf of the faculty and staff, I'm in a position where I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of children and their families and ensuring that and in educating and empowering them and advocating on their behalf so that they're getting the resources that they need after they've experienced a traumatic event. Thank you. Um, I started Mothers Against Gun Violence after my only son, uh, Kirk Patrick Bickham Jr. and his two friends. Deshaun Winbush and Carl Hall were murdered um, by a felon with a gun. And for me, um, Mothers Against Gun Violence provides a platform for marginalized voices. Uh, when my son was murdered and his friends, I was standing on the sidewalk and I heard it must have been gang or drug related. And, you know, as I'm going through my loss, how dare someone dehumanize my loss? And so it's been important to me to stop the dehumanizing of loss of black and brown people and to provide a platform for their voices. Wow, that's really awesome. I mean, it's like, it inspires me to hear about because like for me personally, I like I still have my mom and, and I don't know what she would do if she lost me. And I don't care, I don't care what the world say. I, I know Mother's Day was a few days ago, but I was gonna say happy Mother's Day to all you ladies, to those who lost your child and your children, it's you're still mothers. So we would love to, Thank I would you. love, yeah, of course, of course. We would love to learn like more about a little bit, of, like celebrate the lives of each of your children. And if you are comfortable, do you want to like share their names and anything else at all you want to, uh, you would like us to know about them? Well, um, my son was 22 years old when he was murdered. His name was Kirkpatrick Bickham Jr. And Two friends were murdered with him, Carl Hall and Deshaun Winbush. They were out celebrating his new corporate position, and uh, the bartender flirted with my son and waited for all three of them to leave and gunned all three down. Wow. Um, so that was what happened with me. Kirk was bilingual. He was a college grad, and he was uh, a happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, Deshaun was... A really nice kid, a young man. He was a special needs, but he was just the salt of the earth. And Carl Hall was the oldest of the three, 24, and um, he was pretty strong guy, but still uh, a really nice guy. So those are my description of the three. Thank you so much for that. Like, thank you so much. You're welcome. And so my son is Michael Brown Jr. Uh, he was 24 when he was killed by someone that he thought was his friend. And 
at that time, he had a one-year-old. Uh, his, his son's name is Aiden, who is now eight, going on nine. And he was a drum player for a lot of the local inner city churches. He would go into any room and lighten it up with a smile. And he met no strangers in any kind of way. Very talkative and could talk his way in and out of just about anything. He, But in depth, Michael was able to be an organ donor. He was able to give four of his organs to four male individuals so that their lives could be extended. And wow. the youngest of, of the four was a 13-year-old here in the Midwest who was um, suffering from heart failure. And so he was able to give his heart to him to have an extension of life. Wow. I'm, I, I'm, speechless. I'm like speechless because that is so amazing to hear. Like, yeah, that's crazy. So I um, I didn't lose a child. Um, my, my son lost his father. His name is John Terry Martin, and his 40th birthday is coming up this June 6th. He was a big guy, security at all the NY to LA games that, that were typically held. Uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of that school in Mequon? I forget. Um, but he was getting old. <laughs> so it was like he was coming into his fatherhood. With my son, he was spending a lot more time with him. My son was spending weekends with him. Actually, the 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 he he was killed on a Tuesday. My son had just spent the following entire weekend with his dad, Friday to Sunday afternoon. Wow. Um. Can I please please ask? I don't know if you mentioned this already. When exactly did these did these times happen? When you lost your um, loved ones? Michael was in December of 2012. John was murdered in September of 2018. And Kirkpatrick Bickham Jr., Deshaun Winbush, and Carl Hall were murdered September 24th, 2003. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to pass the mic on to Daryl because he has some questions for you guys too. So. so what groups do you guys work or collaborate with in Milwaukee? With each other. <laughs> Um, um, <laughs> I met both Deborah and Colette in March of 2019 at the City Hall. It was Wave holding an, an event, right, Deborah? Wave and I Love, they were holding an event where we were able to speak about um, our experience with gun violence here in the city of Milwaukee. A lot of my partnerships come through Deborah. <laughs> So I'm gonna pass it on to her to let her to like to tell you guys the other organizations that we've partnered with. Oh wow, there's a lot uh, from we we loved and lost Wisconsin anti-violent effort. Recently, we just partnered with the Milwaukee Repertory Theater, which is the largest theater here in Wisconsin, um, and that's just to name a few. Uh, oh, the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee, uh, Mount Mary University. And, uh, but there's many more. Um, I think, uh, which Colette and uh, Jasmine would attest to, the opportunity to collaborate, we do with tons of other mothers who also have organizations as well. That is very cool. Colette? Yes, I was just coming off mute. I, I agree with Deborah and Jasmine that we, uh, we definitely partner with 
uh, quite a few organizations. We actually get called in, sort of like this podcast, to have these conversations around our losses. Uh, I personally partner with Versity, which is um, the donor network of Wisconsin, uh, because of Michael's donation. So I, I partner with them to to uh, to enlighten our community, black and brown individuals, about the importance of registering to be organ donors to extend the lives of those uh, in death th that uh, that are possible. So outside of what Deborah said, among many other groups, uh, that is one of the ones that I, I do a lot of work with. And I want to add that uh, we partnered with North Division. That's amazing how you guys can come together and be one and separate at the same time. So do you guys have any support from the city or government agencies? Yes, um, we've had numerous of uh, events that we've partnered with the city, the mayor and the governor. And oh, we wow. have one coming up for September, which is National Life Awareness Month, which we will be partnering with the governor's office to, to uh, promote the importance of life insurance. That sounds great. Yeah. What? So, what have what have you guys been able to accomplish since you started Mothers Against Gun Violence? Or the other two organizations? Yeah. No, that's right. Call that or Jasmine. So my organization is fairly new. However, what I've accomplished is the uh, bringing awareness to, again, the lack of resources or the lack of training um, and awareness of the, the impact that traumatic events will ha may have on children. Another thing, it's more personal, but I've accomplished healing. When I talk about what I've gone through, that's my, that's, I'm healing through that. If I don't want to talk about it, y'all come see me, okay? <laughs> but um, I like to think of my children as my first clients. And so I've encountered issues within the schools that I've been able to I, I basically have my way. And I don't mean it like I went in there acting up to get my way. Because I was able to educate myself about the trauma and how it affects my children and identify the responsibility of the teachers and the administration, the faculty and staff, I was able to hold them accountable to for to their uh to their uh expectations in their role. And so there's some things like they wanted to suspend my child and I went in there, I said what I had to say, I offered something different, and he wasn't suspended. Amazing. Because what happens is trauma, our trauma responses can mimic or look like behavioral issues. And so I wasn't going to allow them to punish him for something that looked like a behavioral issue, but was actually a trauma response. I informed them, this is what's going on, and so this is how we need to handle it. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was definitely the right way to do that. And I, just real quick, um, I just wanted to say that I, I find it amazing how you could find healing through such a, a traumatic experience through explaining it and spreading the word. I just think it's a lovely thing. Thank you so much. You know, and for what Jasmine is doing is really important because in addition to coming to North Division, we visited other schools. And some of the issues have been from students is that 
the teachers or staff is not recognizing their loss and their pain. And yet you'll see on the news that normally none black and brown schools, there's automatically dispatch a fleet of, of professionals to help those students deal with loss. So that definitely needs to be addressed in black and brown schools. Oh, yeah. Jasmine's issue is a very valid one. Absolutely. There's definitely a big misunderstanding that I'm glad is now getting put out there and bring brought, brought to the light. Yes. Can I, can I say something else? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Part of the issue is that our children, our, our, our black and brown children are seen as more mature or older than what they really are. So then there's this expectation for, for them to be able to deal with or handle, handle the trauma better or deal with it better uh, okay. compared to their white counterparts. And that's just, it's not fair. It's not fair at all because at the end of the day, an eight-year-old is an eight-year-old. That's right. And we need, to, we need to care for these babies in the same manner to make sure that they're thriving and that they're healing. And, and you know, she raised another, that's a great point. Uh, all through history, our people, especially our children, have been adult lies. You know, you don't have the opportunity to be treated as children. Right. They automatically want to adult lies you and just skip through your puberty. Your, the fact that you're a child. Right. And, and also, like, it's not, it's not something that, it's not something that we just, we feel like, but it's the truth. Like, it's actually, it's real life. Like, I actually feel that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And <laughs> we can have this conversation and go on and on. And the media, of course, plays a big role in that. They do. Because they recognize a 17-year-old black boy as a man and a 17-year-old white boy as a boy. Absolutely. When, and, Absolutely. when, when this is a 17-year-old boy as well. Right. Yes. So, did I see her? Would you like to ask the last question? Oh, right. Um, so, I just wanted to say, ask, like, what events do you host or have, like, coming up this summer? Oh, wow. You can wow. go first on that. <laughs> I got to get a so, pee and get the right now. <laughs> so, do you, do, you, do you mind me um, regressing a little bit to answer the question? Um, my phone went out uh, to say what it is that, that I've done in, in light of, of the organization? Of course, yeah. Okay. So I'm a big advocate within my organization in regards to healing. And mother's healing on the journey after loss is, is, the, is the thing that I focus on. And here's why. Mothers still have children that they have to tend to after a loss. And the, the family has now been restructured. And without healing from the top, then the, the children are deprived of, uh, of what their mother was be prior to the loss of a child. And not only um, in light of what Jasmine has said, um, the children now have to adjust to something uh, that is way different than what they were in, intending to grow up. Everybody has a future thought. Uh, they're now dealing with a mother who is hurt, who is wounded and not for um, something they, that any one of them could have foreseen coming. And so I deal with the mothers in, in healing the wounds of the heart. Uh, I'm a big advocate in 
in um, doing that through uh, through God. You know that that is yeah. the way that that we go, um, and knowing that He is a healer, uh, and so in our community, a lot of the hurt that we see is is um, is generational, and it started from something that was wounded from the top, and um, stems down until uh, generation to generation. So that is what I have seen or have been a part of is helping mothers heal from the loss of a child through whatever means is um, available to them and to the capacity in which they can stand. Uh, And so to answer your question, yes, I do have events. I just actually this past weekend did a Mother's Day event, a virtual event for mothers who have lost children, where we we sent them in, in the mail because it was a virtual event. It's all around a theme of healing of some sort. This year it was unpacking your emotion. And we had a virtual event where it was a phenomenal event, one to be remembered in the books for sure. In August, I am having a first annual Loved and Lost fundraiser on behalf of Michael, where we will do some healing events at a park, which the whole family at that point is um, asked to be a part of, because oftentimes there is a break in the family, and we don't get the opportunity to have a whole lot of family events after loss. Because sometimes, depending on the kids and the parents, there's a division that happens in the household because everybody has their own set of emotions. And so this is a place where we want to have a fundraiser to A, raise money for the events that are still coming, but also bring the family together in a family structure. And then in um, September, we have a mother's retreat where mothers go away to a nice place, spend a weekend do healing workshops, uh, do meditation, do time alone. Because when you lose a child and you still have children, there is no time alone. You got to keep mothering whether you're broke or not. And so um, that is what that event is for. And so those are the events that we currently have. Every month I have a um, healing on the journey um, monthly meeting where this past month, uh, yesterday actually, was um, dealing, putting uh, guilt in perspective. Parents uh, sometimes feel guilty about what they could have done, what they should have done, or even what people told them they could have done. Um, but we need to put that in perspective as, yeah. as people who have lost people that we love. So that is loved and lost. Thank you so much for that. I, I just learned a lot just from hearing you say all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and for Mothers Against Gun Violence, what we have going on, um, well, because we partner with some other organizations, we've got quite a bit going on. We just completed uh, this past weekend doing 12 cities um, in two days with uh, Wisconsin Network for Peace and Justice promoting the governor's budget and we had a great reception i would have loved to have had you guys with us because we do need youth to get involved and the governor's office has been really supportive of us promoting his budget so i'd like you guys to think about that and if you'd like to join us uh, we'd love to have you we also have um we do every year the day of the dead in which we remember our loved ones lost. We partner with the Latino 
art gallery, but it's also connected to the Latino Community Center. And that's every year. We have an, up, uh, an event that we just did in March, as I told you, with the um, Milwaukee Repertory Theater. And then we have another event we're planning with them. That meeting is tomorrow. So um, I'll wait until we finalize that. And we also were just recently accepted into an upcoming project with um, UWM, and uh, that's with uh, the PEC School of the Arts. So we'll be working on a project with them as well, too. And then uh, I shared with you for September, uh, National Life uh, Insurance Month will be promoting the importance of insurance. And this is the first time that we actually have the governor's office involved with that. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, also, we do a, a weekly uh, radio show, which is on River West. Uh, we just recently became MAGV and Quest Nation On Demand. We're on Roku, the On Channel, and Google. Oh. I'm really excited about that. Hey, I'm excited for you. So, um, you know, just got our hands into a lot of great, good trouble, good stuff. Is there um, any way for, like, our listeners and viewers, if they could reach you guys, their website or anything, or if you could even say the exact radio name, like how they would get to listen to that. For our weekly uh, radio show on River West Radio, you can go to riverwestradio.com and select Listen Live, and you can ask your smartphone to take you directly to that. For um, MAGV and Quest Nation On Demand, you can go to New Vision Media Group. Dot com. And for the website, uh, because we promote voices of gun violence with UWM and uh, Mount Mary uh, University, uh, I mean Carroll University, I apologize, you can go to www.uwm.edu slash gun violence project. Okay, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for that. Before we close out, I just want to say, like, you all have great knowledge. I, um, obviously, I can hear it just from the way you guys speak, from experience, and seeing that manifest into organizations, it, it does definitely make me happy. I thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. Turning pain into something powerful and inspiring is, is a really great thing. Um, is there anything else you, any of you would like to say before we close out? Uh, you need a We Loved and Lost uh, website and Miss Jasmine's uh information as well too yes if you could say that please yes uh johan hopes is www.johanhopes.org johan is spelled j-o-h-a-n-h-o-p-e-s.org okay so um love the lost can be reached at l-o-v-e-d-a-n-d-l-o-s-t on facebook or the website is we What I want to say to you all is that you guys um, are not statistics. We have to be mindful about the words that we speak about ourselves because statistically, with the experience that I dealt with growing up, there were statistics about me graduating from North Division High School, okay? (laughs) But you have a choice to speak life or speak death amen you do not have to be a statistic that is a way that is a strategic way 
for the enemy to tell you who you are. You don't educate yourself. If you might be dealing with something traumatic, if you might be struggling, you know, in some area that keeps you bound, study what that is so that you know what you're fighting up against. I don't know. I don't know what this what the uh, quote is, but there's some type of quote about war is that you got to study your enemy. Because if you study your enemy, you're going to know how to fight your enemy. Absolutely. So whatever it is that y'all might be struggling with, study that so you know how to combat it. Figure out how it's coming at you from the front, from the side, from the back, so you know when to swing, okay? You know what I'm saying? Okay? And so don't, don't get settled in your mind that you are a statistic. Understand what it says so that you know what to work against. And that, that's, that's what I'll leave you all with. My child, my son is going to be a freshman or a sophomore in high school one day. So when I see y'all, I'm looking at him. And, and what I said is that he will not be a statistic because he don't have his daddy. He will not be a statistic because he's being raised by a single mother. I refuse to let it be. And I want that for you all as well. Preach. And when you just said that, I got so chills through my body. Okay, oh, wow. then, okay then. Right. Okay then. You 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 speak about who you are. Learn who you are so you can tell yourself every day. I have another organization. This is off topic. It's called I Am Jasmine Moore. I named it I Am Jasmine Moore because I didn't always know who I was. And I didn't always like who I saw. But now you can't tell me nothing. Okay? <laughs> I am Jasmine Moore. And I will encourage you. Y'all just say it right now. Say, I am, and follow it up with your name. Encourage right. yourself. Y'all say more. <laughs> Wait, do you Walker? Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jeremiah. And that's awesome. Yeah. And that, and that is awesome. And, and speak that that's who you are. Yes. Absolutely. Affirm it. Affirm it within yourself. Absolutely. And when you know who you are, can't nobody come telling you who you are. Thank you. I, I I'm going to stop because I'm going to start preaching. Um. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback you. I'm going to piggyback you. Um, uh, and thank you for taking it. I won't even say off topic because you two gentlemen are on topic. What, what, what's happening is what we always call the after party because at the end of something, there is still greatness. And when I look at you two, the thing I look at when I look at all young black men is that uh, you have an opportunity. Your life is an opportunity. It's full of opportunities. When Michael's life was cut short, I, I knew that he thought he had another opportunity. But you being here says that you have an opportunity that many don't have. And thus, um, as Jasmine said, you know, you have to, you know who you are. Your name means something. You should go and look up what your names mean because I'm sure they mean some authoritative situation of some sort. Not many will stand out and take the opportunity to create a podcast, sit in a room with people they don't know, and have uncomfortable conversations that most people don't want to have. There is great leadership in you all. And... um, when you walk in that leadership and not even understand it, speaks volumes to who you are created to be. Once you understand what leadership really is, you will be a force to be reckoned with. 
Um, and that is the fear of many people that fight against the race of a black man is because if in fact you find out who you are and you're, you're on the verge of it right now, you have stepped in the room with three powerful women who have had to suffer loss, but also have gained something that is irreplaceable. And that is vision. That is authority. That is might in our cause. And so I just want to speak absolute life to your, to your spirits. And I pray a blessing over you that you will walk in the anointing in which you were called to walk in. That no one, every snare that the enemy has um, placed out before you, it won't even be tempting to you. That you will look that way and turn around. That everything that you've seen happen before your eyes will never happen to you. And that you will come out mighty and strong. Um, Daryl, I just see you with your hands straight in the air. I, I am victory. That's that's your name. I am victory. And um, even now, I just ask that you do that. Just raise your hand and say, I have the victory over everything that would even come to, my, to me that is not for me. Um, we have that ability to call a thing a thing. I listened to a commentator. He said, we got to call a thing a thing. And that means victory is a thing. That means loss has been a thing. But also that means life is a thing. So I speak life to you, young men, and I thank you for offering me and us this platform to be able to tell you who we are, what we've experienced, and how we have taken the thing that, that honestly, if I can say, the enemy meant for evil, and God has still worked it out for our good. Amen. It's always the ability, no matter what happens in your life that's bad, that something good can come out of it. Be not blinded that bad things can lead still to good things. Deborah, I'm opening it up to you. I just want to say that I want you to look up, look at every day that you work, wake up as a day of possibilities. When I wake up in the morning, I thank God, and then I'm saying, today is a day of possibilities. Know that you should see life that way. And I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be on this platform. And to add to what Jasmine said, if you can name it, you can defeat it. Thank you. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. So, with that being said, I'm Dina Sir Walker. I'm Dr. Matthews. And this is the Youthology Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Um, remember to follow, like, and subscribe to Utology on SoundCloud, Apple Products, and Spotify. And a word from our sponsors. The ACLU of Wisconsin is a nonprofit, nonpartisan, private organization with 16,000 members support its efforts to defend the civil rights and liberties of all Wisconsin residents. For more on the ACLU of Wisconsin, Visit aclu wi.org and click on About Us to learn more and like them on Facebook or follow them on Twitter and Instagram. 
and also with support from United Way and the Milwaukee Community Schools Partnership, where the goal is to transform schools into places where students, families, staff, and the surrounding community can work together to ensure every student is successful, like Milwaukee Community Schools Partnership on Facebook.